This video is part of an audiobook series featuring the 15 invaluable laws of growth. Live them and reach your full potential. Written by John C. Maxwell in 2012. For more audiobooks, please visit my YouTube channel, find me on Spotify, or check out my website for downloads. Chapter 8 The Law of Pain Good management of bad experiences leads to great growth. And we begin with a quote from John McDonnell, quote, Every problem introduces a person to himself, end quote. How do you usually respond to bad experiences? Do you explode in anger? Do you shrink into yourself emotionally? Do you detach yourself from the experience as much as possible? Do you ignore it? John McDonald said, Every problem introduces a person to himself. What an insight. Each time we encounter a painful experience, we get to know ourselves a little better. Pain can stop us dead in our tracks, or it can cause us to make decisions we would like to put off, to deal with issues we would rather not face, and make changes that make us feel uncomfortable. Pain prompts us to face who we are and where we are. What we do with that experience defines who we become. Pain Unimaginable Recently, I came across the story of Cheryl McGinnis, someone who lived through about as bad an experience as a person can. One morning in late summer, her husband Tom went off to work before dawn, as he often did, giving her a kiss before he left. A few hours later, Cheryl got up, took her teenage daughter and, sons and son to school, and settled into her daily routine. Then she got a phone call from a friend asking if Tom was home. Then another. She knew something was up, but she had no clue what it was. When she pressed for an answer, the friend finally responded, A plane has been hijacked. It was the morning of September 11, 2001, and Cheryl's husband, Tom, was a pilot for American Airlines. For hours, while Cheryl's house filled with friends, neighbors, and other pilots, people from her church, she was unable to get any answers to her questions. But when a car pulled up to her house carrying the chief pilot of the airline, she learned what happened. American Airlines Flight 11, for which Tom had been a co-pilot, was the first plane that had been hijacked and crashed into the World Trade Center. Tom and all others on the plane were dead. Like most people who survive a terrible tragedy, Cheryl coped as best she could. Some individuals manage negative experiences well, while others struggle. According to experts, in the wake of the World Trade Center attacks, many people suffered from severe stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, general anxiety disorder, and substance abuse. Despite having such a personally tragic connection to the 9-11 attacks, Cheryl did well under the circumstances. In her book, Beauty Beyond the Ashes, which was published three years after the event, she wrote, quote, As unfair, unreasonable, and impossible as it seems, we still have work to do after a tragedy occurs. We still have roles to fill. We still have responsibilities to family and others. The stuff of life may pause for a while, but it doesn't stop. Fair or not, that is reality. End quote. Cheryl fulfilled her role with determination and strength. She planned Tom's funeral and even spoke at it, which was something far outside of her comfort zone. She took care of the children. She started running her household as a single parent. And she learned rapidly how to deal with the difficulties of being a widow. For example, for the first Mother's Day she spent alone after the tragedy, she allowed well-meaning friends to talk her into going to an event they thought would help. It was a mistake. 
So as Father's Day approached, she was proactive and arranged the day to make the best of it for herself and for her children. Each new experience became an opportunity for personal growth. Cheryl writes, quote, I am learning more each day. The circumstances of 9-11 have forced me to examine who I am, to face myself in ways that I never had to before, ask, what does God want for me? What can I do in Him by His power within me? How will He use me to touch others? I am learning more about myself and about God, and I am learning it on my own, not through Tom's filter, end quote. Cheryl said that she didn't realize until Tom was gone how lazy she had become. Before, she had depended on him to prompt her growth, and now she was taking responsibility for it herself. One of the best areas she grew was in public speaking. Quote, before 9-11, I had never been a public speaker. The very thought of speaking before a large group frightened me. When I spoke at Tom's memorial, I put aside my fear for that one day, figuring I'd been given a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I didn't expect to speak in public ever again, end quote. But people kept asking her to speak, and step by step, she grew as a speaker. She was determined to allow her loss to lead to others' gain. Today, Cheryl's children are grown. She's remarried, her husband Doug Hutchins, and she is content with her life. She was asked about the tragedy on its 10th anniversary, and she said, quote, It's a terrible, terrible day that I don't think anybody can forget, and added, Out of the ashes of September 11th, out of the rubble of that day, I can emerge to say that I am stronger today than 10 years ago, end quote. That's what can happen when a person manages bad experiences well, and that shows the power of the law of pain. What I know about bad experiences What separates people who thrive from those who merely survive? I believe it's how they face their problems. That's the reason I wrote Failing Forward. I wanted to help people to deal with problems and mistakes in a way that helped them rather than hurt them. I wanted to teach people how to use bad experiences as stepping stones for success. I've never known anyone who said, I love problems, but I've known many who have admitted that their greatest gains come in the middle of their pain. Here's what I know about bad experiences. 1. Everyone has them. Life is filled with ups and downs. The problem is that what most of us want is ups and ups, but that's not possible. I think it's pretty obvious that no one gets to escape bad experiences. Perhaps that's one of the reasons why my speech, How to Do Good Things When Things Are Bad, has been so popular. As the saying goes, some days you're the pigeon, and some days you're the statue. We can do everything in our power to avoid negative experiences, but they have a way of finding us. I love the quote, I try to take life one day at a time, but lately, several days have attacked me at once. No matter who you are, where you live, what you do, or where your background is, you will have to deal with bad experiences. As TV host and author Dennis Woolley observed, quote, expecting the world to treat you fairly just because you're a good person is a little like expecting the bull not to charge at you because you're a vegetarian, end quote. You have to have realistic expectations when it comes to pain and problems. You cannot avoid them. Two, no one likes bad experiences. Academy Award-winning actor Dustin Hoffman described what it was like for him and some fellow actors in the early days of their careers when they were struggling. Quote, If anyone had told us that we would have been successful, we would have laughed in their face. We were anything but successful actors in those days. I was a waiter, Gene Hackman was a mover, and Robert Duvall worked at a post office. We didn't dream of being rich and famous, we just dreamed of finding a job. 
It was a time of terrible rejection, and we hated being rejected. I got to the point where we used to leave our 8x10s at the door of casting agents, knock and run, just so we wouldn't have to be rejected face-to-face again. I was so di- it was so discouraging that I seriously quitted, considered quitting and becoming an acting teacher at university, end quote. No one likes it when they're in the middle of a bad experience. It's usually just painful. But if they manage the experience well, then they enjoy talking about it afterwards. It becomes a great war story. Number three, few people make bad experiences positive experiences. Life's difficulties do not allow us to stay the same. They move us. The question is, in which direction will we be moved, forward or backward? When we have bad experiences, do we become better or bitter? Will those experiences limit us or lead us to grow? As Warren G. Lester remarked, quote, success in life comes not from holding a good hand, but in playing a poor hand well. End quote. When tough times come, many people don't respond well. Some seem to have the motto that I once saw on a bumper sticker. When the going gets tough, it's time to take a nap. What a shame. Learning the law of pain is essential for anyone who wants to grow. Most successful people will point to the hard times in their lives as key points in their journey of development. If you are dedicated to growth, then you must become committed to managing your bad experiences well. My pain file. Everyone has a pain file. You've got yours and I've got mine. I may not have experienced anything as traumatic as Cheryl McGinnis did, but I've had my share of failures and negative experiences. Here are a few that have become gains in growth over the long run. The pain of inexperience. I expected instant success early in my career, but stumbled often because of my immaturity. I had to learn patience and earn respect and influence from others. The pain of incompetence. I did a lot of counseling early in my career and was terrible at it. That forced me to reevaluate my gifting. Only when I started equipping people did I find my strength zone. The pain of disappointment. Margaret and I were scheduled to adopt a son, but then lost him. We were devastated. Six months later, we adopted our son Joel, who was a great joy to our lives. The pain of conflict. One church I led experienced a split in the congregation, and some people left the church. That experience made me dig deeper as a leader. The pain of change. I've already told you about how early in my career I changed organizations. That meant I had to start over. Though difficult, it afforded me many opportunities. The pain of bad health. My heart attack at age 51 was excruciating. It was also an eye-opener. I immediately changed my eating habits and bought into the practice of daily exercise. The pain of hard decisions. Wanting everyone to be happy and making tough decisions were incompatible tasks. I learned that good leadership is disappointing people at a rate that they can stand. The pain of financial loss. A bad investment decision cost us greatly. It wasn't fun selling my assets to cover it. It helped me to be more careful in risk-taking. The pain of relationship loss. Striving to reach my potential has separated me from friends who had no desire to grow. As I developed new friendships, I learned to build relationships with growing people who wanted to take the journey with me. The pain of not being number one. In one job, I followed a wonderful founding pastor who was greatly loved as a leader. For some people, I was never loved as loved or as respected as much as he was, and that taught me humility. The pain of traveling. 
My career has kept me on the road. It taught me to value my family and motivated me to make the most out of our time together. The pain of responsibility. Leading organizations and having many people depend on me has required me to think of others' well-being, continually create new content, keep my calendar full, and constantly meet demanding deadlines. This has been very tiring, but it has also taught me a lot about priorities and self-discipline. What have all these painful experiences taught me? To let my discomfort be a catalyst for development. Growth is the best possible outcome for any negative experience. How to turn your pain into gain. Frank Hughes quipped, quote, Experience isn't really the best teacher, but it sure does serve as the best excuse for not trying to do the same silly thing again, end quote. If you want your bad experiences to keep you not only from doing the same silly things, but to also lead to significant growth, I suggest that you embrace the following five actions. Action one, choose a positive life stance. Life stance is a term used to describe people's overall frame of reference, the set of attitudes, assumptions, and expectations people hold about themselves, other people, and the world in general. It comprises, for instance, people's attitudes towards money, assumptions about their health, and expectations for their children's future. The product of any person's life stance is their overall way of looking at things, whether they tend to be optimistic or pessimistic, cheerful or gloomy, trusting or suspicious, friendly or reserved, brave or timid, generous or stingy, giving or selfish. If you can maintain a positive life stance, you can put yourself in the best position to manage bad experiences and turn them into positive growth. Family therapy pioneer and author Virginia Satir observed, quote, Life is not the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it is. The way you cope with it is what makes the difference. End quote. You cannot control much of what happens to you in life. However, you can control your attitude and you can choose to rise above your circumstances and refuse to allow negative experiences to undermine who you are and what you believe. And you can be resolved to find something positive to learn in the face of tragedy, as Cheryl McGinnis did. I have come to adopt a positive life stance because I believe it gives me the best chance to succeed while putting me in the best position to help others succeed. I came to develop this mindset, by the way, of following this thinking. Life is filled with good and bad. Some of the good and bad I cannot control. That's life. Some of the good and the bad will find me. If I have a positive life stance, the good and bad will become better. If I have a negative life stance, the good and the bad will become worse. Therefore, I choose a positive life stance. To a large degree in life, you get what you expect. Not always, but most of the time. So why would I want to expect the worst? Instead, I try to follow the idea expressed by poet John Greenleaf Whittier when he wrote, quote, No longer forward, nor behind, I look in hope or fear, but grateful, take the good I find, the best of now and here, end quote. If you can do that, you not only make the life you have more livable, you also make life lessons more learnable. 2. Embrace and develop your creativity. There's a story about a chicken farmer whose land was flooded nearly every spring. He didn't want to give up his farm and move, but when the water backed up onto his land and flooded his chicken coops, it was always a struggle to get his chickens to higher ground. Some years, he couldn't move fast enough and hundreds of his chickens drowned. After the worst spring he'd ever experienced in losing his entire flock, he came into the farmhouse and told his wife, I've had it. 
I can't afford to buy another place, and I can't sell this one. I don't know what to do. And his wife replied, well, buy ducks. The people who make the most of bad experiences are the ones who find creative ways to meet them, like the farmer's wife in the story. They see possibilities within their problems. Author Neil Donald Walsh asserted that life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. I believe that creativity begins at the end of your comfort zone. When you feel the pain of bad experiences, creativity gives you the opportunity to turn that pain into gain. The secret to doing that is to use the energy that comes from either adrenaline or anger and use it to solve problems and learn lessons. I experienced this many years ago when I was invited by Lloyd Ogilvie to contribute to The Communicator's Commentary, a series of 21 books of biblical commentary on the Old Testament. Lloyd asked me to write about the book of Deuteronomy, and I agreed. But it didn't take me long to realize that I was way in, in way over my head. I'm no Old Testament scholar. Trying to write that book was a terrible experience. Three different times I went to Lloyd asking to be released from the agreement, and all three times he declined, encouraging me to continue working. The bad news was that I was failing at the task and I was miserable about it. The good news is that because he wouldn't take no for an answer, I had to become creative. I started to interview biblical scholars to gain their perspective, and because my Hebrew wasn't strong enough, I hired Professor William Yarkin to tutor me in Hebrew. Those actions, plus a lot of hard work, enabled me to finish the task. And when all of the volumes in the series were published, I asked the 20 other authors to sign copies of theirs. Today, that collection sits on the shelf of my library as a treasured possession. When you have a bad experience, instead of letting it discourage you or make you angry, try to find a way to let it prompt your creativity. 3. Embrace the value of bad experiences President John F. Kennedy was once asked how he became a war hero. With his customary dry wit, he responded, It was quite easy. Somebody sunk my boat. It's always easier to see something positive in a negative experience long after it happens. It's difficult to meet the negative experience in the moment with a positive mindset. However, if you can do that, you will always be able to learn something from it. Inventor Charles Kettering, who was the head of research at General Motors, said, You will never stub your toe standing still. The faster you go, the more chance there is of stubbing your toe, but the more chance you have of getting somewhere. In other words, when, where there is no struggle, there is no progress. Facing difficulties is inevitable. Learning from them is optional. Whether you learn is based on if you understand that difficulties present opportunities to learn and if you treat them accordingly. 4. Make good changes after learning from bad experiences. Novelist James Baldwin commented, Not everything that is faced can be changed. But nothing can be changed until it is faced. Often it takes a bad experience for us to face the changes we need to make in our lives. I know that was true for me when it came to my health. As I mentioned previously, I experienced a heart attack at age 51. Prior to that, I knew deep down that I wasn't eating right or exercising enough. But I'd never had any health problems, so I just plowed ahead as I always had. But the night I had the heart attack, the excruciating pain I felt in my chest and the belief in the moment that I wasn't going to see my family again finally got my attention. It made me face the fact that I needed to change the way I was living. You could say I had finally reached a teachable moment, and that is the value of the law of pain. It gives us an opportunity to turn our lives around. 
A bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. Most people don't think, don't think their way to positive change. They feel their way. In their book, The Heart of Change, Harvard business professor John Cotter and Deloitte consulting principal Dan Cohen explain, quote, Changing behavior is less a matter of giving people analysis to influence their thoughts than helping them to see a truth to influence their feelings. Both thinking and feelings are essential, and both are found in successful organizations, but the heart of change is in the emotions, end quote. When a bad experience creates strong feelings in us, we either face the feelings and try to change, or we try to escape. It's the old fight-or-flight instinct. We need to train ourselves to fight for positive changes, but how do we do that? By remembering that our choices will lead to either the pain of self-discipline or the pain of regret. I would rather live with the pain of self-discipline and reap the positive rewards than live with the pain of regret, which is something that can create a deep and continual ache within us. Athlete and author Diana Nyad says, quote, I am willing to put myself through anything. Temporary pain or discomfort means nothing to me as long as I can see that the experience will take me to a new level. I am interested in the unknown, and the only path to the unknown is through breaking barriers, an often painful process, end quote. That's a process Nyad has gone through many times as she trained to break records as a long-distance swimmer. In 1979, she swam nonstop from Bimini in the Bahamas to Florida. It took her two days, and her record has stood for more than 30 years. The next time you find yourself in the midst of a bad experience, remind yourself that you are on the cusp of an opportunity to change and grow. Whether you do will depend on how you react to your experience and the changes you make as a result. Allow your emotions to be the catalyst for change. Think through how to change to make sure you are making good choices and then take action. Number five, take responsibility for your life. Earlier, I said that you need to recognize that your circumstances don't define you. They are outside of you and need not negatively impact your values and standards. At the same time, you must take responsibility for your life in the choices you make. Psychiatrist Frederick Floch, in his book Resilient, and psychologist Julius Segal, in Winning Life's Toughest Battles, indicate that people who overcome bad experiences avoid the label of victim and take responsibility for moving forward. They don't say, what happened to me is the worst thing in the world and I'll never be free of it. Instead, they say, what happened to me was pretty bad, but other people are worse off and I will not give up. They do not wallow in self-pity or ask, why me? And that's a good thing because it's one short step from why me to woe is me. It is nearly impossible to grow in any significant way when you don't take responsibility for yourself and your life. I remember an old song by comic singer Anna Russell that represents the attitude of many people in our culture today. Quote, I went to my psychiatrist to be psychoanalyzed, to find out why I killed the cat and blackened my wife's eyes. He put me on a downy couch to see what he could find, and this is what he dredged up from my subconscious mind. When I was one, my mommy hid my dolly in the trunk, and so it follows naturally that I am always drunk. When I was two, I saw my father kiss the maid one day, and that is why I suffer now, kleptomania. When I was three, I suffered from ambivalence toward my brothers, so it follows naturally I poisoned all my lovers. I'm so glad that I have learned the lesson it has taught, that everything I did that's wrong is someone else's thought. 
sorry, someone else's fault, end quote. In the last few years, I've done a lot of teaching and speaking in China. On a recent trip, the participants in a conference did a values exercise where people identify their top values using a pack of cards representing various values, such as integrity, independence, creativity, family, and so on. It's an exercise developed and often used by the John Maxwell Company. Thousands of people have done this activity where they pick their top six values, then their top two, and then their number one. What surprised me in China was the value most identified as number one, accountability. And that says a lot about their culture. No wonder they are making such strong advances in recent years. No matter what you have gone through in your life or what you are currently going through, you have the opportunity to grow from it. It's sometimes very difficult to see the opportunity in the midst of the pain, but it is there. You must be willing not only to look for it, but pursue it. As you do, perhaps the words of William Penn, English philosopher and founder of the Pennsylvania province, will encourage you, quote, no pain, no palm, no thorns, no throne, no gall, no glory, no cross, no crown, end quote. Applying the law of pain to your life. Step one, assess your attitude toward negative experiences up to this point in your life. Based on your personal history, which of the following statements best describes how you have approached failure, tragedy, problems, and challenges that have caused you pain? From the following, I do anything and everything possible to avoid pain at all costs. Or, I know pain is inevitable, but I try to ignore it or block it out. Or, I know everyone experiences pain, so I just endure it when it comes. Or, I don't like pain but I try to remain positive despite it. Or, I process the emotion of painful experiences quickly and try to find a lesson in them. Or, finally, I process pain, find the lesson, and make changes proactively as a result. Your goal should be to progress from wherever you are currently on the above scale to the place where you make positive changes in the wake of bad experiences. Step 2. In the past, have you used bad experiences as a springboard for your creativity? If not, use a current difficulty to help you learn how to become more creative by doing the following. Define the problem. Understand your emotion. Articulate the lesson. Identify a desired change. Brainstorm numerous pathways. Receive others as input. Implement a course of action. Remember, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. If you want to arrive at a new destination, you need to take a new path. In step three, no insight, no matter how profound, has value to you, to you unless it is attached to changes that you will make based on what you have learned. Personal development requires a bias toward action. Spend some time recalling the last five bad experiences you've had in your life. Write down each experience, along with what, if anything, you learned from it. Then, evaluate whether you decided to make changes based on what you learned and rate yourself on how well you did at implementing those changes in your life. Once you've assessed each bad experience, give yourself a grade from A to F on how well you managed those experiences. If you haven't been an A or B student, you need to use the steps listed above to become better at the process. Thank you for watching. Please like, subscribe, and visit my channel for more exciting content.